Sam is 14 years old and lives in southern England. When he sits down with his guitar, he says the music just flows out of him. When I play guitar, my brain just works like super well. I can learn new things really quickly and remember them for a long amount of time. I don't really have to think about it. You know, I just do it. It's kind of natural to me. But when it comes to math, that's a different story. I don't understand it. It's like speaking Chinese to me. I don't know what the heck it means. He's okay with the basics, adding, subtracting, multiplying, but anything more advanced is hard for Sam. Several years ago, his performance in class slumped. Sam was giving up, and his parents, Kathy and Dan, who asked that their last name not be used, were worried. You feel kind of helpless. You, you, you want to do the best you can to try and get the best out of your child. As a father, you want to see your son really reaching and aspiring and really wanting to try. You want your son to believe in himself. So they started looking into all sorts of ways to help Sam. Dietary supplements, tutoring, biofeedback. None of it worked. And then Dan stumbled upon a study out of Oxford University. The man who ran that study is a neuroscientist named Roy Cohen-Kadosh. We did several experiments showing that if we stimulating the right brain area with the right protocol, we can actually improve mathematical abilities. In his study, Cohen-Kadosh used something called transcranial direct current stimulation, or TDCS. He put electrodes on each subject's scalp and delivered a trickle of current, about a milliamp, to the brain. By giving this tiny electricity, we can change the responsiveness of the neurons and make them more prone to fire and to participate in a certain cognitive task. Cohen Kadosh applied this electrical current while teaching his subjects certain mathematical tasks. These sessions were repeated multiple times over the course of a week. Those who got the treatment performed better on these tasks compared with those who didn't have the treatment. And this effect lasted upwards of six months. Now, TDCS isn't exactly new. In fact, for over a hundred years, scientists have tried it out on everything from treating pain to helping patients who've suffered strokes. Lately, though, there's been a flurry of interest in using this technique to enhance learning. For instance, the U.S. Air Force recently tested this kind of electrical stimulation on those who pilot unmanned drones. It appeared to improve their accuracy at locating enemy targets in complex radar images. And the general public may soon have wider access to the technology. Although TDCS devices are regulated as medical equipment, you can find instructions for do-it-yourself kits online. And a company in Barcelona called Neuroelectrics has just launched an inexpensive version for use in doctor's offices. The apparatus is called StarStim, and marketing director Uri Flegel is trying one on. You basically connect it here. And you put it on. He fits a snug neoprene cap on his head and Velcros it beneath his chin. The electrodes can be inserted into any of the 20 or so holes in the cap, depending on which part of the brain requires stimulation. Well, you have different sizes of head, like you wear clothes. So you have small, medium, large caps. Uh, we design as well caps for kids in different ages. Now, the device is intended for medical use, for instance, treating pain. But Flegel says he can't control if doctors decide to use it off-label for other purposes, like enhancing learning. 
Most of the studies that have looked at TDCS to improve learning have been conducted on adults, and that includes the Oxford study of math abilities. Very little is known about the effects and the side effects of this kind of brain stimulation on kids. And yet that's not stopping some parents from wanting to get their hands on this technology. I am now prepared to mess with my son's neurochemistry to allow him success. You know, plug him in in the morning, plug him in the afternoon, and then rewire the brain. Gloriana, not her real name, lives outside of London with her husband and two kids. Depending on which doctor they've seen, her 14-year-old son's been diagnosed with ADD, Asperger's, or dyslexia. He's actually quite good at math, but he has trouble with other subjects. And Gloriana wants to see if this device might help him succeed in school. If we just stand by and see him fail, not be able to have a job, be more isolated, I don't know, I don't want him worse. We just have to give him the best chance of having a normal life. Gloriana is one of many parents who have reached out to Roy Cohen-Kadosh, the Oxford researcher, asking if he could test his device on their kids. In fact, he's just started recruiting children for a new study to see if it can improve their math abilities, just like it did in adults. My job is to be frank with the parents and to tell them what we know at the moment. And like any other treatment, there is a risk. But I don't think that the risk here is high. Still, no one knows if the device might cause subtle harm to a child's developing brain. Which brings us back to Dan and Kathy of Southern England. They're trying to figure out if they should enroll their son Sam in the new study at Oxford, and they're torn. The idea of having a very tiny amperage that could have a dramatic improvement in some ways actually sounds radically safer than allowing my son to have some of these other drugs that are so commonly used right now with nobody batting an eye. I would be slightly concerned that it it doesn't become habit-forming. When you see results suddenly go up, does a child suddenly want to use it more and more? That's possibly where I might have to draw the line. And the prospect of this kind of brain enhancement raises big questions for society. Would a device like this give an unfair advantage to wealthy kids whose parents can afford the brain-boosting technology? Might it discourage kids from simply trying harder in school? And as for Sam, as much as he wants to get better at math, he says he doesn't want to be a lab rat. When you attach something to your head, you don't know what's going on inside it, and that might kind of freak me out just a bit. You know, I'd rather know it's been proven to help people than uh, be the first one to try it. Sam won't be the first one. Roy Cohen-Kadosh has identified a volunteer child to kick off the new study. He and his team at Oxford are planning to get started by the end of this year. For Nova in the World, I'm Ari Daniel Shapiro, Oxford.